Welcome to Inside the Bubble, hosted by Amama Sardar. Uh, welcome to Inside the Bubble, where we discuss the upcoming NBA bubble season. And at the same time, I try to break my guest's emotional bubble by asking really personal questions. Uh, today, I'm joined by comedians Derek Humphrey and Max Fine. Welcome. Hey, hey. Hey, what's up? How you doing? Good. How are you guys feeling? Good. Oh, fine. You you know, we, we talked a few minutes before this. You already talked to us. <laughs> we don't have to <laughs> pretend like we haven't been sitting in a Zoom chat. Uh well, I, well I was gonna say, I'm great. I'm yeah. so how are you guys good. feeling without like sports and comedy and love in your life? That's a good. Well, I'm married, so I'm used, to not love, yeah. I'm, not, I'm used to not having love in my life since I'm married. <laughs> but um, I, you know, uh, I had an, an emotional breakdown today about it. But other than that, I'm good. <laughs> yeah. Oh no! Wait, what was your emotional breakdown about? Um, I got I, when I changed. I just moved, so I changed the dress the post office decided to start telling me when my mail was coming via email and they said they take a picture of it they scan your mail and they send you a picture now like hey you can look out for these deliveries that are coming okay and one of them was from the new york department of finance and i thought like oh great i fucked up on my taxes and like i owe money and we just spent an exorbitant amount of money on moving and fixing our car and all this sort of stuff and it just i was like i'm like this is a wasted life. I live in this fucking <laughs> pandemic ridden city where my dreams are dead. What am I doing with myself? Um, <laughs> turned out the notice was just like, hey, we saw that you bought a home. Uh, maybe you might want to register to be more active in your community. <laughs> and, <that was> <laughs> <laughs> and honestly, I would still be like, well, this is bullshit too. What am I going to do in my community right now? Fuck right. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't even enter my community unless I have to. <laughs> well, Max and I live a few blocks away. So we just drink and our community just watches us be alcoholics constantly on my stoop. That's been my level of community. Max yes, wears it so much more better, though. He, uh, I mean, he looks my you age. You gotta lean in. <laughs> I, you know, honestly, <laughs> Max said he was 28, and I freaked out. I was like, "There's, I'm older than Max, and I look significantly younger. Like, it's, Max, you're like the after picture for a I know, of... I know. I've been, I've looked the same since I was in high school. It's, it's just, I think at this point, this is the worst I'm ever going to look. It's just going to, I'm going to look like this forever, which I'm fine with. I haven't gone bald. That's more than I can say for my brother. I'm killing oh, yeah. as far That's as I'm good. concerned. Um, yeah. yeah. Max's brother is insanely hot. Um, this <laughs> really? has nothing to do with Any the NBA, ball? but it does have to do yeah. with my like horny emotions. Oh, he's so hot. <laughs> I want to have sex with Max's brother. <laughs> is he older or younger than you, Max? He's younger than me. Oh, so you want Wait, how young is he? <laughs> yeah, I uh, say. 25? So he's perfect for you, Mama. <laughs> That's true. Um, no, Max Max showed me a picture of his brother, and I was like, "You guys are in the same family. This is this is yeah." Cute. But as long as I have hair, I have the power. It's like a picture of, of Danny DeVito and Arnold Schwarzenegger from Twins. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, it, we're going to talk you... about your brother and your relationship with your brother in a little bit. <laughs> um, I wanted to start off, Our my first segment is Never Forget. Um, I feel like, do you guys remember where you were when the NBA was canceled? Because I vividly remember exactly where I was. Um, and I remember seeing like Dan Carney's face, just like he just looked so upset. And he was just like, oh no, things are really bad. And I was like, oh. all right, yeah. yeah um, I don't yeah, know if you guys yeah. remember where you guys were when um, the NBA was like, nope, no more. Yeah, I was, I was at home and <laughs> I, I was looking at my, my comedy schedule just disappear before my eyes. Yeah. And when I saw the NBA, um, it, when I saw the NBA schedule clear, I was like, well, there goes society. You know? <laughs> yeah, I was. Yeah, I was uh, I was in a similar spot, like just watching my shows cancel, like having to refund flights and shit. And when the NBA got canceled, I was like, "Fucking good! If I can't make my money, no one should be able to." That's what really bitch. validated it for me. Absolutely. If I can't go to do like a fucking garage in Asheville, North Carolina, <laughs> the Nets shouldn't be allowed to play at Barclays. Yeah, fair point. I feel like I, the. 
Oh, go ahead. No, no, um, go ahead. I was gonna say, actually, like when when comedy got canceled, my comedy got canceled first, and I'm like, well, at least yeah, I could sit at home watch some sports. Yeah, <laughs> I was so stoked for baseball. I was so stoked. Honestly, to be frank, the first couple of weeks that comedy was canceled, and I started sleeping eight hours a night. And I was like, fucking tight. Oh, I was like, this isn't bad. I was like, this is kind of yeah. cool. Mand- mandatory vacation. And it wasn't, and it wasn't because like I had stopped. If, ever, if, if comedy kept going and then like I got put out, I would have yep. been pissed. Yeah. And since exactly. nobody, yeah, but since nobody was doing comedy, since we all weren't, it was like, okay, cool. We're all in this together. I feel good. Like nobody's passing me. <laughs> right. But I also, right. a bunch of comedians started doing TikToks. And that, like, right. immediately, I was just like, do I have to do that, too? <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. I hate one of my good friends is, like, is moderately famous in comedy, but very famous on TikTok now. And I'm yeah. just like, I'm like, you can't have every platform, man. I'm a yeah. better dancer than you. <laughs> Come on. <laughs> there you go. Comedic dance should be the next thing. I think Derek Humphrey and Caps, that's how you're going to get to the fringe next year if it reopens. Dude, I gotta find. I gotta find a new avenue. I gotta. People are gonna be so like. People are gonna be so like used to seeing these Zoom shows and everything, and people doing bits over their computer that they're gonna need like a new. You're gonna have to add a new dynamic to your to sitting in for your supper. You know what I mean? Yeah, I know. Yeah, it's not just like. I remember I started comedy. I was like, "You guys are lucky I'm here." Now I'm like, "Please, please like me." Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I I feel like the like everything. Like, I don't know about you guys, but I feel like everything that I ever dreamed of has just, like, just been canceled one after the other. Like, there's always something else. It's like, well, like, at some point I was like, oh, maybe travel will reopen and I'll go and, like, hike down the Grand Canyon and, like, every single thing for the next two years is gone. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I I mean, I dreamed of being racist on TV. (laughs) (laughs) You still can. You You still can. You can only do it once, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think the bubble season's going to get canceled too. Oh, um, for sure. Oh, yeah. Sure. There's no way they're going to start risking people. I don't know. It's just, it's weird because like those guys all want to make money, and like the thing is, it, it, is that if they don't play this year, the owners can use that and leverage for the collective uh, bargaining agreement yeah. next go round and be like, hey, we're not going to pay you as much money because we're not getting a return on investment. So, and you're still going to do sure. this job. I know you'll still do this job. It's not like you're going to start bouncing at a club. <laughs> yeah. Right. Well, already, right. though, like, Zion Williamson um, had to leave today for, like, a yeah. family emergency. So yeah. That kills me because he played what, like, didn't he only play 19 games last year? Yeah, as I said, yeah. 18, 19 games. Yeah. 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 And he's supposed to be this, like, all-star, you know, rookie that's going to blow our minds. But, like, I don't think he'll ever play in the NBA. I just don't think he is oh, allowed to. I think so. Come on. I agree he's with you, Max. I'm season. usually not so cynical, but I agree with you. He's playing, he's playing Kawhi level, Leonard level minutes yeah. already. He's load managing out the gate, and it's like, man, like I get it, you're hurt or whatever, but he's he's like a Greg Oden, you know, like Greg Oden was phenomenal in yeah. college. He was transcendent, and it was him or Kevin Durant, and and they gambled, and Portland lost big time. Sure. Know? But there's the like Zion's with... like not one of those dudes who's like because like for example my favorite person in the world JJ Redick uh, has said but like he has said before he's like I'm not gonna be a star but like I'll oh, be one but... of those guys who can like pass the ball it's like low yeah, expectations but... But... yeah but Zion Zion's not like that outside forces mm-hmm. keeping him from the NBA because he went home for like a family emergency thing yeah. it's not even like an injury it's like there was you know. Someone First, caught COVID. A... Someone caught Corona, right. probably. Like, probably. close to his family. And, you know. Well, if you he's... had your dream gig, right? And, like, this is, like, the once-in-a-lifetime opportunity, but someone you love caught COVID, would you go back? <laughs> would you do? Depending on who they are. Yeah, it depends on who they are and what and gig it, it was. It depends on the gig. Yeah, because also, well, I mean, in Zion's case, he's paid regardless, right? Yeah. And he's already famous. So it's not like... It's not like we're one of us where we get, it's like, hey, it's Fallon or nothing. You know what I mean? <laughs> right. Yeah, because it's, because, yeah. Yeah, because I got, I got, I got offered an audition for something um, and I would have had to have canceled a vacation 
to Hawaii with my close friends who aren't comedians, who I don't ever see anymore. And I opted to go on vacation and it was gut-wrenching the entire time. And I'm wondering like, oh, did I make a mistake or whatever? And this pandemic is the only thing that's validated my decision to go to Hawaii because nobody <laughs> has a career. <laughs> yeah, and the thing is with, with Zion, it feels like the season's going to get canceled anyway, right? Like, yeah. you got Russell Westbrook tested positive like two days ago. Mm -hmm. And that immediately gets all of Houston on lockdown. It's like, I just well, don't, I, I think that in Zion, sorry, go ahead. No, no, I was going to say, did Westbrook not travel with the team though? That was Harden. Oh, that was Harden. Oh, yeah. shit. Okay, yeah, yeah. yeah. So, well, yeah, and now Harden, I mean, regardless of who traveled with them, they practiced at this point. Yeah. Uh, and so, God, that would be so insane if COVID is what stopped, like, I'm just thinking if that's what stops Houston, like, the fact that it shut down the city, it would have to cripple the basketball team. I think that would be so funny. Uh but anyways, it's like with Zion, it's like, I think it's a safe bet to leave the bubble. It's like, oh, yeah, this isn't going to happen. Someone's going to get it in the bubble. Then we're all going to get it. Like, I'm going to go see my family. It's not like, yeah. oh, shit, here we are at the absolute end of the season. It's not like, you know, it's not I also the, think the, that they're like, at a point where it matters. Yeah, I agree with that. I also think that, like, people like Holmes went and, like, got food. So he broke his, like, fucking quarantine yeah. to get food. <laughs> Which yeah. is, it's like, I don't know if you saw the pictures of, like, the NBA, like, the lunch that they gave or, like, yeah. the dinner that they gave. I know it was, like, a snack, but it looked like shit. It's, like, what I eat when I'm drunk. It's not, That's it's not good. Food, it looked like, like a, yeah, it looked like a microwave hamburger. It looked bad, but. Yeah. At the same time, they look like they're having so much. Like, I saw those videos of J.J. Reddick shotgunning beers in an ice bath. I was like, this looks kind of cool. I, I, Oh, man. It's going to be like an adult sleepaway camp at some point. Yeah, but the thing dude. is, though, for these guys, is the lack of women. They're all Which I think they're going to break yeah. that. Yeah, oh, they're going to break that for sure. Yeah, and I wish this is where I wish I was in Florida. <laughs> <It'd be> like, <laughs> like, there's a level of desperation. They're like, you know, we don't even need models. We'll take the yeah. next best thing. We'll take this waitress not... from a Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I do think, uh, I yeah, honestly we'll think the... the... Sorry, Max, go. No, it's just a dumb riff. Don't worry about it. I'll be honest with you. I was one of the people who, when Florida said, we're going to reopen, I said, good. Because <laughs> what better state Let's to test this now. theory out on than Florida? Because if it doesn't come back, that means we won, right? And if it does come back, you're just killing Floridians. <laughs> who cares? Right. right. You know? And then also, exactly. and then we'll know. And so now we know. So now it's time to shut the fuck back down. Yeah, yeah. No, it's I crazy agree. to me that they're just them and Georgia are like, hey, let's put our foot on the gas. Like, and that's really and like everywhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, I don't know. Georgia today, I mean, today, Kemp said that there's no mandate for face masks. Yeah. Uh, and that the city can't enforce that. Yeah. So he's, it's, it's insane. So everyone in Georgia is going to die because of this. Uh, and it's going to be a cute little send-off. It'll be fun to watch. That's, I mean, that's going to be sad. I really don't want anybody to die for the record. No, no. Yeah. I'm just like hyper, hyperbolically for jokes. Yes, I do. Right. <laughs> um, right. Yeah, and that was the whole thing. It's like, okay, we, I, I'm, I'm a more conservative person. There's no comedy going on. I could admit it freely. I, <laughs> I am like... Um, it, it was like kind of a thing. It's like, okay, we tried the state's rights way. Didn't work. Now yeah. let's try the science way and just yeah. fucking like mandate the shit out of this. But right. I don't think, I think it's just everyone's really after money, which is also why, honestly, unless like LeBron gets like really sick, no one's going to shut down the bubble. Like I think players are dispensable for like some of them and like maybe remove an entire team, like remove remove the teams that aren't going to do well who already like have players like testing positive like sure. the nets the magic like you don't really have like an actual chance like at all well that's um, the thing that's had a chance no no never no. absolutely no. not no them and the bullets could just they could have stayed home for sure but here's the thing though you got to think about was that they had to have like some semblance of a regular season or some way to destroy sure. 
who the, who was really going to make it in. Also, this is where the Zion thing plays, and it's like they wanted the Pelicans to go against the Lakers in the first round. Mm-hmm. You want to see Zion and and Ball on on New Orleans go up against Lakers mm-hmm. and LeBron and AD, and just for the ratings value of it, I was going to be. Sure. What else am I going to do? I'm going to watch it, you know? So, like, yeah. that was a, a – that's why I think they expanded that field, but there is no reason to. Also, like, Luca, Luca wouldn't have been – if they took, uh, like, the top 14, right. like, Luca right. wouldn't have been in, and everybody wants to see that, you know? I don't know. I feel like um, – I think everyone's heart's going to be a little broken. I think, like, mid-season, something bad's going to happen to a player, and they're going to be like, here's, here's a memorial. We're so sorry to yeah. NBA players in the same year. Um, but speaking of heartbreak, I wanted to ask you guys, what was your most gut-wrenching, like, breakup ever that, like, has still – I know you're married, Derek, but, like, for years maybe afterwards, like, left you a little, like, God, I hate this person so much or I hate myself so much. Um, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, you yeah. go first, Max. Maybe I should yeah, give my answer do. while my wife's not here. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. Yeah. No. no, I, uh, I mean, it was a girl that I lived with for a while when I was like 23. Uh, and I mean, we still lived together after we broke up and she started seeing somebody and we were still like sleeping in the same bed. And that was really on me. I, I should have gotten myself out there, but I was like, oh, no, I love the punishment and told myself, like, no, you can't afford to leave. And it's like, I totally could. Uh, <laughs> and and it's, it's like, I totally could. It's just like, how many excuses am I going to make to try and get back with this girl who is not into it anymore? Uh, Wait, was she and, sleeping? Was she seeing someone else and sleeping with you at the same time? Not sleeping with me, just sharing a bed with me. Okay. So it got, <laughs> that was pretty not fun. Uh, a whole lot of what the fuck am I doing here and maybe I'll just sit in the bathroom for a while and I'll wait till she gets up for her early morning coffee job and then I can go to bed uh, and, you know I did that for a while uh, that's why you look so old and then you know to get out of that situation I would book like month and a half long tours so I'd be like alright I don't have to be at home and I would just, you know, be out on the road and pretending like it's like things are great, things are cool, and it's like back home. It's I've got a girl, ex girlfriend, who's living in my bed uh, in our apartment that we both are on the lease for, and it's like it's tight. This is tight. I, oh boy! There's that one. <laughs> there's, there's that one <laughs> that just goes through like I a have list. five concurrent bad memories <laughs> <laughs> at all times. Yeah. Well, have you have yeah, you spoken to her? Be ready like for a podcast. Yeah. Have you spoken no, to her? Uh, abs- the last time I spoke to her, because she and my mom were really close, uh, and about a year and a half after we broke up, I texted her when my mom got cancer. I was like, "Hey, I just wanted to give you a heads up, like, whatever." Uh, and she responded, was like, I really don't think you should talk to me. I'm in love now. And I was like, all right, later. Uh, but she's, she's just, she's a good person. I have no ill will or thoughts towards her. She's, you know, you know, living, living love and shit, whatever. You pray love. <laughs> Hollow. Uh, Max, fine with where he's at in life. <laughs> yeah, Max, Max is, uh, <laughs> I'm say it's all right. That's a mature answer. Like you are an old, old soul, man. I'm sorry to harp on that, but like, I, at your age, I was still like getting heartbroken, like left and right, like I like mean, a child. I, I still am. So yeah, that, <laughs> I, I would be. Yeah, I told that was like the most serious gut wrenching one. But like, I still do. Anytime I go on a, a, a first or second date with a girl, where I'm like, this is great, and it's like, Haha, no, I'm devastated like that but it's been super easy not being able to go anywhere uh to not get <laughs> heartbroken it's been really helpful uh this is the easiest way to not get not get your feelings hurt is just don't leave your apartment well i also Derek, I feel like you're too me good of a person <laughs> me yeah because if some i don't know i feel like sometimes it could be it's i would have left i would have been like i gotta leave this apartment like i can't stand 
Like I get really jealous. I like insane. Oh, I got so yeah. <laughs> jealous. Yeah, I was so jealous. I was miserable. It wasn't good. It was a lot of yelling and screaming. Um, and you know, we lived in an, a lofted apartment where we had this weird loft and no wall. Uh, so our roommate just kind of dealt with that. Uh, we had a great time. We actually had a really fun time. Uh, really fun. Lot of lot of crying. So much crying. So much fun. A uh, <laughs> lot of yelling. So much fun. Such a good. Time. So loud. So loud. <laughs> it, I miss, I uh, miss getting my heart broken. Oh actually. fuck you! I, uh, <laughs> no, you don't. Yeah. The worst thing about marriage is the stability. <laughs> <laughs> well, when's when did you like? What's your worst? heartbreak um it was uh like i just thought about it recently as in like earlier in the day but um it's something that happened like 10 years ago or whatever i love i love that you looked back (laughs) no i look back because my wife just walked in as i started telling the story (laughs) and that's the thing with like why the you know i don't ever have to worry about she's wearing a mask I don't ever have to worry about um, heartbreak or anything like that because my wife and I have this huge level of trust, you know, and that's the most important thing in a marriage, honestly, even more than sex. Ask my wife, right? And uh, <laughs> hey, hey still doing bits. <laughs> and the relationship that I was in that was the worst was where I, I, I thought I trusted this person and I thought me and this person were on the same wavelength as far as like, how we felt about one another and not to be duplicitous and get back together with your um, old boyfriend behind my back. Uh, But yeah, but she, it's, I was also a dick as well. And at times too, I was younger. I was like 30. (laughs) As if that's like any better and uh, 31 and in that age range and just like not, um, like wasn't mature enough to handle like an like an adult relationship with serious implications and, and whatnot, and and so it was warranted that she went back to like the safety or whatever of this other person, but how it happened and how I felt about it um, stuck with me for a real long time. You know. Damn. When yeah. did you meet your wife? Uh, the first time we met was actually in Charleston, South Carolina, um, in like two thousand. Okay. And then we didn't see each other again for three years until I moved to New York. Oh, damn. Did you, like, yeah, think oh, about shit. her a lot during that time? Or was it just like, nope? nope? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why. Is because when my wife and I met, we met um, through a mutual friend who worked at the improv theater that I performed at. And we met at a bar after one of our shows. And... Um, we were, I used to live downtown Charleston. I never like drove anywhere. I'd either ride my bike or I'd walk around because it's like a, it's a college town. You don't really need to drive anywhere and whatnot. And so then like at the end of the night at the bar or whatever, I'd be like, oh, who's going home? Huh? Oh, my place is right around the corner, uh-huh. you know? And my wife was in town visiting her grandma and she had a car and I was like, oh, you want to give me a ride home? We seem like we're hitting an off or whatever. Drop me off at my place. And I used to live down a series of like one-way streets to be able to turn in and get next into my apartment, which was next to a Planned Parenthood office. Uh, Hell yeah. uh, It was like a one-stop shop in my neighborhood. And so so she's giving me a ride back and whatnot, and she's getting freaked out because she doesn't really know me, and she's going down these series of one-way streets and everything like that. So we pull in, we stop, and I kind of look at her, and I'm like, uh, you know, hey, thinking, I'm thinking, like, I'm gonna be like, hey, you want to come upstairs and have a coffee or something or some bullshit like that? And uh, before I can even get it out, she looks at me and she goes, is this where you rape me? <laughs> Whoa. Yeah. And I was like, I'm like, I never want to see this chick again. I'm going to get out of the car <laughs> immediately. She, and that's what she wanted. She was like, I don't know you. I'm down this weird path of uh, you know cell phones weren't what they were today Mm -hmm. this is going back a long time now and i'm gonna get the fuck out of here and when was this and that was the only time i saw this is like hey when did we meet (laughs) 
It's like 2009. <laughs> I don't think that's like that long ago, but it's I guess cell that phones long. weren't the that like. It was, was way popular. Yeah. No, I know, but it's not like, but people didn't have them hooked know, up with the GPS yeah, yeah. and everything like they yeah. do now. Everybody's car looks like they're an Uber driver now, you know, like. Yeah. True, yes. Yeah. Well, that's, I feel like that's a, that's cuter though. But like, how'd you actually like, cause I've done what your wife has done before, but I've always done it as like a. I was like, like a goof. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, oh, hey, here's a fake rape beef as a goof. <laughs> uh, thank God me too kids. wasn't trending. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, no, I mean, I think to hear her tell the story, the, the concern was kind of there, you know? Um, yeah. And I mean, I was pretty arrogant. I was a lot thinner and I was um, the local celebrity. So <laughs> whatever that bullshit means. And, um, and that's just like, you know, I was like, eh, if I don't hook up with this chick up. And, and I, it was funny. I told the story to people and everything like that. And we didn't meet, we didn't see each other again for three years until that same mutual friend came to stay in New York and visit. And my wife has been living in New York. She's lived in New York like 14 years now, 15 years, something like that. And she was coming down to visit her family. So she lived here and my friend came up to visit, stay with me with for a little bit and stayed with her, brought her to one of my shows at UCB East. It was like a storytelling show or whatever. And then we went out to dinner afterwards and then we, it went from there. Nice. It would have been great if you told that very story about the car. Yeah. <laughs> she was like, wait, I'm in this story. <laughs> I know, right? Right. Uh, <laughs> she, um, we actually didn't bring it, I didn't bring it up for a while because I, I don't remember, I, I couldn't remember where I knew her from. I didn't <laughs> walk in immediately and go, I, like, I knew I knew her, but I was like, how do I know this girl or whatever sort of thing? And then it didn't dawn on me until like much like later on. And then we never really talked about it or anything, you know? Damn. Yeah. So when Sounds I took healthy. her, well, I know, I know. So <laughs> I, when, when I took her to propose to her, I took her to this hotel I used to work at in Charleston. We were living together up here in Brooklyn. But I took her to this hotel in Charleston, Spy Star Hotel. I got like this whole spa thing for her. We, we, we had this great time and everything. We went on a bike ride and I took her up an observation tower and I got down on one knee and she looked around at me and I was like, this is where I rape you. <laughs> <laughs> and we've been oh. together ever since. <laughs> oh, that's so cute. I feel like I've been with such terrible men. Um, I don't see myself getting married to anyone anytime soon. Max knows this. I met a guy this past weekend who said, as I was talking about friendship and drinking on the stoop, <laughs> cut me mid-sentence and said, I just want to see you naked. <laughs> <laughs> Rona's got people just being direct. <laughs> but yeah. I like, look, for me, I was like, wow, this man's confidence is next level. Not even thinking that like, this is creepy and weird. I should have, I need your, like your wife's like sixth sense or not sixth sense, but just better like judgment of like characters and herself. I was just like, yeah, sure. I'll get naked. It's been so long. My, my wife's sense of self-worth is so grossly overinflated though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. No, she's, she's the only thing that validates me. <laughs> well congratulations on your healthy relationship max um congratulations on so, you know, i'm gonna set you up with someone at some point uh, i'm waiting i'm waiting i'm <laughs> waiting well i don't know i feel oh, like oh. i don't want to disappoint you but also um you're not gonna disappoint i've tried me. i've tried max i've tried to set you up with people what? <laughs> oh one time one time yeah, you gotta get you like, gotta set them up with max after he's had a good set yeah. Oh, so that'll or, be like in a year and a half. I don't yeah, know if that's well, yeah. I mean, comedy will come back in two weeks, but it'll still be in a year. Well, yeah, it's still yeah. Be <laughs> I got the sea legs back, baby. I know, right? Well, I'm gonna quickly shift back to uh, our regrets in comedy oh, right. or regrets in life and basketball, because like for Ruby Gobert, he's the one that everyone keeps blaming for like 
everyone getting COVID and like the jazz game where like, it just was like, oh no. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The touching yeah. of the mics, the caressing of the mics. I also feel like he's being unfairly scapegoated. Like, you know, there are people who are already positive. He just was a dickhead and he like. Sure. Yeah. Um, he is the guy though that today I saw on the basketball news, he was mad that there's a snitch hotline. <laughs> I saw that, yeah. there is a snitch hotline. Yeah. And like, dude, you're the first person, if I see you set foot outside that hotel room, yeah. and, you're not, and you're not in a hazmat suit, I'm, I'm calling the police. <laughs> right. I'm sure that uh, Gobert like regrets it a little bit. Maybe he doesn't. NBA players, they're young. They're so stupid. I don't think he does. I don't think he does either, honestly. Especially after, like, with the snitch thing. It's just kind of like, he's just like, yeah. oh, no, don't tell on anyone. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Um, he, he's French, so he's arrogant. He is. He's, oh, sure. he's so French. The French. He's I'm not so a fan young. of the French on this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> and he's tall, handsome, and plays professional basketball. Like, I don't yeah. think... He's got know, everything going for him. Yeah, yeah. Wow. But do you guys have like so I don't think he has any regrets, but do you guys have a regret like maybe it's something that you had said to someone um or if you regret not saying something to someone? In comedy? Uh, not in comedy. It could be in life. Like for example, I um I guess like one of my regrets would be I like I really liked someone for a while and then I moved away from Oh like, the, sure, sure, sure. Yeah, sure. like the Boston scene. I didn't say like, hey, we should have sex one last time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hmm. I know you have I'm a sure lot of regrets, Max. <laughs> I'm uh, sure I have a lot of things I should regret that I don't, and that's the real problem. I'm trying to figure out oh oh mm. Hmm. I can tell you, uh, hmm. I mean, as an adult, I, I'm old enough and I've done enough in my life now that I can reconcile that I am who I am, which is, I hope, a good, decent Christian. Um, <laughs> having arrived at that place through a set of trial and error, and instead of like, this is like why I think the, 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 the thing breaks down to a society most right now is that um, you could arrive at the same conclusion as somebody else, but um, we care so much about how you got there, right? And like a thing in church is that church often likes the biggest sinners the most because they have the most to gain from church, right? And they often are the people that the church people like being around because they have this worldly experience. All that to say, I don't have as much regret. I regret doing a lot of really shitty things when I was a kid that, mm -hmm. I was, I thought the other day, I was like, you know, it'd be great is if I could go back in time to when I was like 12 and give myself all this life advice and smack myself around a little bit to like whip me into shape and give me a pep talk. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's what dads are for. <laughs> <laughs> My biggest regret was not having a dad. <laughs> <laughs> Which is not your fault. <laughs> you just start to cry. It's like, it's okay. There's a yeah. lot of guys yeah, without dads. I, yeah, I did that in therapy already when I was younger. So I'm like, I'm like, I'm really kind of over that too. It's just like, there are times when I was just being a really shitty kid because I wanted to be popular. And, oh yeah. Right. Yeah. And and right, well liked right. in school and it's and I want to be a bad boy. <laughs> right. I when feel really like I, I was just a big pussy. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but I was gonna, um, so I could, I like that this is like, you guys are my trial run of like trying to figure out emotions and NBA at the same time. <laughs> but I do want to talk about teams before, um, before we start to wrap up. Um, I know we did a little bit, but um, Derek, what is your favorite team? Pistons. The Pistons. Oh, okay. yeah. Why? Pistons are my, um, I, I was born in the area. Okay. Um, I was born in Detroit, but I was raised in Toledo, which is just 45 minutes south of Detroit. And um, my mom and I, that's like some time we had together. It was just her and I growing up. We would watch the, the Pistons all throughout the 80s were really good. Yeah. Um, even when they weren't winning championships, like from 86. Yeah, 85, yeah. 86 on, they were always contenders. And they just had a lot of heart. You know, it's back when basketball was also partly football. And um, Well, then, I think the Pistons made it partly football. I don't think the rest of the they, NBA they, was yes. <laughs> They just tested the limitations of the rules, okay? <laughs> They're the first franchise to do it. It's like the three-pointer, you know? It was right, like, right, right, yeah, right. the Pistons had saver metrics for fighting. Yeah, <laughs> and Lambeer just 
knocking people over for it was, fun. It's fun, yeah. though. Yeah. yeah, it's fun. It's super fun to watch those videos. That's what I like. And I never, that's a part of basketball I never liked. And like, because even though I'm a big dude, I don't enjoy getting hit. Yeah. I didn't, I, it's, I wasn't a fan of that at all, you know? And I, I faked it through football. Because that's how you got girls, according to the movies, was that you're a football player. And no, it would turn out you could have just been yourself the whole time. Yeah. But, um, or a basketball player. <laughs> or a basketball player. But we, yeah. like, what, the way they play basketball in my, in my neighborhood was like that. Yeah. And, and it would be like, and I, I, I couldn't do that because I would get really angry and want to fight the person. And they'd be like, we're playing. And I'm like, that's not how you play basketball, you dickhead. <laughs> you know? And... So that, that like, that made me mad. It wasn't until like they started to put in like the different rules and everything like that, that like I started to enjoy it more. So I'm a good shooter, but I'm slow. So I need to be able to work Same. my way into position. <laughs> I can, I can shoot really well, but I like, I, I used to be a lot faster and now I'm just like a lazy piece of shit. Um, Same. Yeah. Same. Wait, so do you think that like watching the Pistons with your mom, you said, do you feel like that was like your bonding that was some of the bonding time for sure. I mean, we had the first uh, 17 years together. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I got kicked out young. And um, so we always have that. But yeah, for sure. She was, I mean, you know, cognizant that I was absent of a father, but she also grew up playing sports herself, like softball and stuff like that. So she would go, she would be active with me and it was a lot of fun. Um, and it was just like, summertime in Ohio and you're a kid and there's like you just got a fan blowing on you you don't have air conditioning and you're living in you know like I went like we weren't completely impoverished our entire life but um just not the we not the great greatest conditions in the world yeah and like you have like a sport to like and a team specifically that you are you could go see um do that well it's like something to like kind of rally around which I never really considered much when I was younger, but now that I'm older, I'm like, oh, this is, you know, pretty, pretty cool thing. Yeah, same. I, um, uh, I, like I, the colors. <laughs> I, I like the colors. Yeah. Um, I used to love the first time I watched like basketball, like it was, uh, the Kings versus Lakers in like 2000, I was like 11. So 2001 or 2000 or whatever, but my dad worked two jobs. So like, he was always so tired coming home, but the only time he would really be like, yeah, let's all hang out was when we were watching like basketball. And for me, that was just like, oh, this is how like, we're all going to bond. And it would just be like all of us in the living room, my dad, my brother and me just watching the game. And then yeah. after that, I was like, this is it. <laughs> this is my ticket in <laughs> to like bond with all the men in my family. And it obviously like it worked. Um, but I did, I don't think I realized that until like years later too, where I was like, oh shit, like, I actually loved a team that was not in New York. I grew up in New York and it was like the fucking Sacramento Kings. But just yeah, that because, is weird. Yeah, it was yeah. just like one of like the title games that I ended up just stumbling upon. And then I was like, this is it. <laughs> this is my team. It was like Vladi uh, Diva, Chris Weber. They, um, they had cool yeah. colors then too. Like the NBA really figured out around the time of the Charlotte Hornets that like jersey colors and fashionable looking like new splashy things were part of the appeal yeah and like when the kings brought out them purple and black that was cool yes uh, and two of yeah. my favorite colors i loved chris weber growing up too i'm a michigan guy oh and hell yeah even in spite of the the timeout um <laughs> still loved him max what about you i mean i grew up a hawks fan uh but i think I, I was really a bigger baseball fan, but Atlanta sports were so unique because the Braves were broadcast around the world. And while that was happening on TBS, the Disney Channel gave Dikembe Mutombo a TV show briefly, uh, <laughs> which made no sense. It was this weird safari-themed Bill Nye knockoff. That it was super bizarre. And Matumbo sucked on it. But it was, like, this cool thing to know that, like, he was our fucking guy. And, like, you know, I would go to Hawks games. And we were never that great. We would just always have a player or two that would really carry the rest of the team. Uh, but now I'm, I'm, you know, since living in Brooklyn, the Nets have been so convenient to go to games and shit. Uh, and 
I mean, they were the first big letdown of COVID. It was like, fuck, <laughs> you guys got this this early on. Like, y'all didn't even make it to the bubble before you got this. This is yeah. <laughs> um, Have you guys ever cried after like a ba- like a basketball game? Not a basketball game, but um, maybe when I played in. Okay. Yeah. But not like watching. Yeah, not not watching so much. There's, there's, I'll I I cry at movie trailers. I was about to ask. I was like, when is the last time that you cried? Like, had a good sob. Oh yeah. Commercials really get me. Like a commercial if it's done right. Uh, Movies really get me. And if it's like a boxing match or even baseball, sometimes I'll cry because like thing every now and then you find a player story that it's like fuck i want this player to get this because they fucking had to deal with all that bullshit and it always had boxing i don't see it as much in basketball but i'll totally cry for something like that it's like any fucking it's like rocky it's like i'll cry at any rocky movie for that reason and you get a basketball player go for it oh no i was gonna say like that's why i love uh like some the the new way of the NBA now uh, is is like it's very player centric, and right. so you learn a lot of these. Yeah, right. so I totally get what you're saying. Yeah, like I love LeBron, even though I'm a Pistons fan. Totally. I love LeBron. Mm-hmm. You know, I know what it's like to be yeah. a guy from Ohio who goes straight to the workforce out of high school. You know, like yeah. I can relate. Yeah, to yeah. yeah. <laughs> I do feel like a lot of my guy friends see themselves in some of their favorite players, whether it's like this like underdog. Um, yeah. Like, yeah. Like I don't know if there's like a specific player that you guys love, uh, Derek. I know it's not JJ Redick. I see my I see every man I've dated in JJ Redick, but um, JJ Redick uh, really turned uh, the the boat around for me though, because he invested in a UBI experiment <laughs> in the Hudson Valley. He lives in Brooklyn, so I'm all about him now. Yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah. But is there a player that you see yourself a little bit, but besides like LeBron, that's someone that you're like, I can relate in a way that like, there's a part of it that's like, I feel like an underdog or I feel sad about this. Not even like that. Uh, I mean, cause that's the thing, like that is the hard part about a team, right? Like I'm less of a team fan at this point. Cause you know, the good players are signing year long contracts. Mm-hmm. It's, hard to really invest in a team when you don't know who the players are going to be throughout but like I love Kyrie that's why I like the Nets right now it's like Kyrie is really into all that bullshit that I'm into like the existential you know he seems like somebody that's doing acid in the off season. <laughs> uh, and, and for those of you who I'm don't know kidding. Max does a lot of acid <laughs> sure uh, yeah, <laughs> I'll cut that out. <laughs> no, I don't. I'm cool with that. Uh, no, but it's like even down to his shoe designs are are built with like third eye and like all of this different mm-hmm. symbolism from. I bet he know, listens to Tool. I guarantee <laughs> you, he listens to Tool, dude. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I love Kyrie. Also, I just love watching him play. It's like watching, like, I understand dance when I watch Kyrie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Kyrie, the only appealing thing to me about him is his play of basketball. He just gets to be like, and I think part of it, though, is that the media paints him in a certain way because he doesn't play by their game. He's kind of Donald Trumpish. You know, he uh, (laughs) he just. I see him as a Rogan. He's a rogue. <laughs> there we go. That's you a better know, analogy. Yeah. Yeah yeah, yeah. 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 Flat Earth is real. You know, like mm. all that stuff. It's like he's totally a rogan. But he's also a kid, so we'll see what happens. Okay, yeah, I'm very he's excited like, to see what Kyrie's baby. doing at forty. But yeah. Kyrie's gonna be retired at forty. <laughs> yeah, but I yeah. want to see what he's doing after basketball. Yeah, yeah. I think he's gonna be retired in like three years. Something tells me he's not long for this game. I don't know if there's long for this league. Yeah. Well, that too, but yeah, but I mean. Yeah. No, Derek, what were you going to say? Or your player? Oh, my player? Oh, um, my player would, I, my favorite player right now is Luca. Yes. (laughs) Um, And you'll hear that from a lot of old white guys, but like, uh, (laughs) <laughs> but 
the I played basketball um, in high school, and when I had to play um, organized sports, the organized version of uh, of uh, basketball or any sport, I had to play the position they wanted me to play, not the one that I wanted to play at. And I, if I feel like if I had grown up in Latvia, that I would have learned a good European style of basketball. Because <laughs> do you know the difference? And I think, and, and so when I played organized sports, I played like power forward, I'd have to set picks and fucking try and block and collect rebounds and everything like that. I just wanted to shoot and dribble and like do all sorts of like fun things sure. in basketball. You know, but not, no, I had to play garbage man for my fucking <laughs> teams, right? And so, but then I would play in gym class against the kids who weren't as good. And against them, I got to play like my way of basketball. So I was like scrub league Luca, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. and, and like, I like the European style of basketball. Do you know the difference between the keys in Europe and America? The key goes, it starts with the circle, but instead of going straight down, it goes out. So you actually have a bigger space. Oh. So, oh, shit. Yeah, it forces more passing and whatnot. Oh. Right. Yeah, and that's why you would always see Dirk, who was seven Dirk. foot yeah, seven sure. foot one, but he stood 12 feet from the basket and shot straight up. Like, that's my favorite. I wish I was mm-hmm. Dirk. Like, you know, like, I love just that style of basketball. And Luca does that, but in like a, what, a six, seven package? Yeah, he's like six, seven. Sure. Yeah. 12 years old, six, seven. Yeah. And his mom is a smoke show. Oh. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'm going to Google like, that later. She looks like Chechen Jennifer Aniston. She's very. Oh, damn. Oh, you got to think yeah. about it, too. His mom's probably my age. <laughs> like, now I, wanna... <laughs> I didn't yeah. even think about it, really, because he's like, what, 19, 20? He was born in 1999, I think. So he's not. Yeah. yeah he's years. really young. Yeah. Yeah. Um, oh, damn. Well, we're gonna we're coming to the close. I'm gonna look up his mom uh, and <laughs> and send uh, Max a picture. But um, our last segment is called Love in Basketball, where um, you guys have to say one thing that you love about each other or really like about each other, <laughs> or about yourselves. You could do both. You could say one thing you love about yourself, or you could say one thing you love about each other, or both. This is just a way to, you know, we talked about basketball a little bit. We talked a lot about comedy because, you know, we can't get away from that. Yeah. But who wants to no go first? how hard <laughs> the universe tries to make it that way. I mean, I love Derek because Derek, I talk to Derek at least two or three times a week. And it's, it's forward and honest and it's not bullshit, which I think is refreshing from a light. I won't spill any <laughs> any guts, uh, but it's like you know, it's very rare that you get to talk to. Yeah, it's very rare you get to <laughs> have friends in comedy that you don't have to filter things to in any way. Uh, uh, thank you, Max. And I love that about you, Derek. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Max, you're gonna see screenshots with Max with like all my Blue Lives Matter arguments. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I've never made one of those in my life. Uh, that's I have to qualify that for people because they're always like you, you know, like I went to the protest and people are like looking at me like I'm an undercover cop. <laughs> yeah. I would yeah. I would also be like that guy's suspicious. Yeah. yeah so I'm like, hey, I just I'm here to observe. Well, yeah. Yeah. Um, I part- in a Havana hat and people were so confused. <laughs> um, I, I talk to Max uh, a good couple times a week. And it's good. I like having Max say that because it lets me know. Because I don't, everybody says that to me usually pretty, like, honestly, it's like, hey, you're not full of shit. And it amazes me to think that because the most of the people I talk to, because I talk to you and Mama whenever I see you, and I'm always I, like on Twitter, like let's go play basketball or whatever. I talk to Max all the time. There are a lot of people that like I think like it, you would be surprised at my Twitter feed because it's a lot of opinions and voices that aren't congruent with mine. Mm-hmm. And I like that though. And like Max has always been super gracious about like letting me present like a different point of view. And it also amazes me how many. How, how many bullshit people do you guys talk to? <laughs> that's why I was like, I, I made a fucking, I, I made a thing. The, the good thing about this pandemic that's taught me is that one of my biggest regrets in life, really honestly, is a relationship I spoke about earlier with this woman 
Um, and because I carried it with me so bad that I carried it with me to New York and I was bitter and angry and I didn't know why. And I would take it out on a lot of other, um, you know, aspects of my life, including comedy, when I really just need to address something like an adult, you know? Mm -hmm. And so then within the last like two years, I've really gotten past that and I quit drinking and um, I've gotten better at comedy and whatnot. I've gotten better relationships with people, including Max who like, you know, that's what I love about him. It lets me like be who I am. That things were starting to go like really pretty good for me right before the pandemic hit. Yeah. <laughs> like I was like for the first time like in my life where in a spring, cause I, I, I chart this thing by the cycles and I'm like, you know, two more Christmases and I can't, if I'm not doing better, I, I got to quit. And so I'm looking at spring and I'm going, holy shit, I'm making a bunch of money coming up and I got good things going for me and people are vouching for me finally. I've worked my way past my own bullshit, you know, uh, to get to this point. And I wouldn't have been able to do that without people like Max mm. in my life. And that's why I love Max so much. He's a comics comic. He's an erotic oh, fucking you're... asshole. And, um, <laughs> and, but he sticks up for me, I, I hope, in private. <laughs> he does. Yeah, yeah, of course. He does. He does. Good confirmation. <laughs> yeah. yeah, dude. Uh, make well, no, no mistake. <laughs> well, thank you both so much. This is over, baby. You, well, I said, Derek, you're more than welcome to come to the stoop anytime you want. Um, I do want to thank you both. You guys are both wonderful. You're also my first guest. So thank you for like helping me experiment with this. I'm so excited um, that you're just like really like easygoing and like you'll just say shit to my face, Max and Derek, whenever you want. But um, yeah, if you guys want to plug where people can find you or like, you know, anything you want to say as we're closing up, I'd say social media, if you yeah. think the Lakers are going to win. <laughs> I think I don't think there's gonna be a no. I don't season. either. But uh, yeah, just Twitter. Yeah, Twitter's at maxfine12. That's it. Maxfine12 on Twitter. Oh yeah, that's because he had to get a new Twitter. Yeah. Follow <laughs> <laughs> him so he has more uh, people. <laughs> um, and then Derek, you were at yeah. Um, you can find me arguing with Emily Radzikowski on Twitter at, at Derek Humphrey, H-U-M-P-F-R-E-E, -E, all one word. That's the only way I could do it phonetically. Um, there's some other Derek Humphrey who has like less followers than me. He has the at Derek Humphrey and I want it so bad. Oh, fuck um, him. I know, I know, but this is what I'm stuck with. It is what it is. Anyways, yeah, I'm on that and TikTok like a grown adult and Instagram, so. Hell yeah, um, and I'll put all your socials um, when this comes out and I'll tag you guys and everything. Um, but thank you guys so much. I appreciate both of you. Thank you press. for having me. This is so much fun. Thank you, mama. Yeah.